Hi. <clears throat> Hi. Anytime I eat, my throat gets a bit weird. Or I have to like... <clears throat> do that but hi guys how are you how has your week been yesterday i received a piece of art that i ordered like almost a month ago and i love it anytime well it's a it's like a i mean it's wall art but it's got texture and i think it looks so beautiful and unique and anytime I receive a piece of art that I ordered from like a smaller artist, I just think to myself, that is so cool. And I think, should I start doing something like that? Because it feels like such a fulfilling experience going from a blank canvas to something that looks so stunning and being to create being able to create that all by yourself i feel like i don't know are any of you guys artists you create stuff with your hands and what is that what does that feel like it just looks really cool and i don't know maybe i should try some sort of an art project i mean i've obviously painted and sometimes i will draw just for fun well not sometimes like once every six months let's not let's not exaggerate um but i mean really creating a cool piece of art i feel like i need to at least try that one thing that i wanted to try well i have tried it many times when i was in school so a long time ago um is pottery i really want to take a few classes and create my own things i think that would be awesome i don't know why i haven't done it yet i think i wanted to during covid but then for obvious reasons i just didn't and now it's kind of i've kind of forgotten about it but i would love to take some pottery classes you know actually i'm gonna write a reminder to myself to find pottery class in my area and try it out something that i think about quite a lot is what if there are some things that i haven't tried or that i haven't tried enough and if i were to try them i would just love it so much and i would be like why did i not do this before so i think i have a little bit of fomo when it comes to that because i have this fear of what if i'm missing out on something creative or it doesn't even need to be creative maybe like a sport just something that i'm really good at and that is really really fun but that I haven't tried and so I'm never gonna find out. Do you guys ever think like that? I find myself in those thoughts quite often actually. Um, especially something that I think about sometimes is what if I was an amazing like ballerina or soccer player or something like that but I never gave it a shot and so now I'm never gonna find out. Like how do we know what talents we were born with we don't until we try things but there are way too many things to try like what if i am an amazing golf player 
like super gifted and I'm just never going to know now. You know, sometimes that does, I don't want to think about that too much, but when I do, I do feel a bit stressed out and I get the urge to just take a full week of trying stuff and see if there is something that I really enjoy doing. Hmm. Anyway, um, today I want to talk about, I'm just looking at this art that I received and it's just so cool. I'm getting a bit distracted, but today I want to talk about things that I bought that improved my life somehow or changed it for the better or made it less stressful or whatever. In, in some sense, it had a positive impact on my life. Okay, so before we get started, I'm just going to give Fred his food and I will be right back. Okay, I just gave him his food and I just have to tell you guys something real quick, which is so adorable. Um, so when Fred was a teeny tiny puppy, one thing that I taught him was that I don't want him to just like rush towards his food. I want him to wait until I tell him, go ahead, uh, but in Swedish, so that would be varsågod. And so now he never ever touches his food still to this day unless I tell him he can. So it's happened a couple times where I will put his food bowl down and then I will just like walk off and go and do my own thing because I will forget telling him, go ahead. And so like a few minutes will pass by and I will just catch him standing there and staring at me. And I'm like, why is he not touching his food? And then I'm like, oh, I forgot to tell him he could. So he will literally stand there and wait and wait and wait until I tell him he can. And even sometimes when I tell him, go ahead, if I don't tell it clearly enough, like if he's not sure, if I said he can go ahead or not, he will like take a few steps forward. Then he will look at me again and be like, wait, was it okay for me to go ahead? And then I will tell him again and he will go ahead. It's really cute. It's the one thing that I taught him well. As for the rest, that's for another conversation that we don't have to have today, but it's been a struggle. Anyway, back to the things that I have bought that have improved my life somehow. Okay, one thing, and this is like a big topic, is clothes in good materials. So since a few years back, I don't buy clothes that are of synthetic fabrics. Very rarely, sometimes there may be a few, like a little bit of, let's say, polyester in the garment that I'm buying, but it cannot be too much. And here is why. So when I was younger, um, I did not really know anything about different fabrics. I never checked labels to see if something was cotton or linen or viscose or polyester or silk. I just saw something I liked and I bought it. And one thing, or one problem that I had, I guess, when I was younger was that certain fabrics, like certain tops, would start to smell after a while and they would get uncomfortable, they would feel very stiff, very tight, uh, but mostly there would be 
like a funky smell after a while. And I would notice that this would only happen with certain tops that I wore. But I never thought that, okay, maybe it's because this top is of a certain material. No, I thought this top, it's just this top, um, period. I didn't think about anything else. And then as I got older, I started learning about different materials, I started to notice a pattern. And the pattern was that the clothes that I wore that were synthetics, um, oftentimes started to smell weird. Whereas the clothes that I wore that were natural materials, such as cotton or linen, would not start to smell weird. And so I started learning more about fabrics, I started learning more about how synthetic fabrics impact the environment um, negatively, and also just the mere fact that I started feeling a little bit grossed out, I guess, when thinking about the fact that I was putting a plastic fabric, so take polyester, which is a plastic, and putting it close to my body and wearing it for hours. Like the the thought of having plastic rub against my skin throughout the day um, didn't make me feel great. And so as I learned more, I did more research, yada, 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 I started purchasing more and more natural or clothes made of natural materials and less and less synthetic ones. And now I'm at a point where if you were to take everything that I own and split it into the fabrics that they're made of, you would see that synthetics maybe make up about 5%. And that is because they're mixed into the composition of a piece of clothing that may be like 90% cotton and 10% polyester, let's say. And so let's get to the point. Why has this been revolutionary in my life? Well, A, my clothes don't smell anymore. I haven't had that problem in years. And two, I feel better when I wear something natural. It's just a mental thing where... I don't know, just it makes me feel good knowing that it's linen that is hugging my arms, you know, instead of it's plastic. And now that's not to say that all plastic is bad. You know, a lot of companies are working with sustainability and recycling and being environmentally cautious. I'm absolutely aware of that, but not everyone, right? There's still a lot of very, very cheap plastics going around, especially if we're talking about fast fashion, which by the way, is something that I've ditched not entirely, but to a large extent. I will rather buy few pieces that may be more expensive. And unfortunately that's the case. Oftentimes, the better materials, the better the quality, the price tag is going to go up. But still, I would rather have fewer pieces, which I do. I mean, my wardrobe is pretty minimal. Um, I wear like the same stuff every day. There is not a lot of variation. You're not going to see me in a ton of different outfits. I think I'm pretty good at mixing them, but still, 
I have maybe, I don't, I don't know a number. I don't have like a number on it. It doesn't even matter how many garments I own, but it's a pretty small wardrobe. And that's because I've curated it that way because I want to keep few quality pieces that I love that make me feel good. I don't want to buy trendy pieces. I don't want to buy things that I'm not going to wear enough, things that are going to start smelling or ripping apart. So yeah, that's what I want to get to. Investing in a smaller closet focusing on natural materials. The second thing that I want to talk about is, and by the way, this video is kind of, or this podcast is kind of an extension on the video that you guys will be seeing on Sunday. Anyway, an electric toothbrush. So brushing your teeth is kind of boring, but I don't really think it's boring anymore ever since I got an electric, electric toothbrush, especially when I started brushing my teeth in the shower at night. Obviously not in the morning, I like showering at night, whatever, but an electric toothbrush just doesn't make brushing your teeth feel boring anymore. It just feels like a part of your routine. It's not fun, but it's not it's not like a hassle at all anymore. Maybe because you feel like the brush is just doing its like the brush is working and you can kind of walk around and do other stuff while you're brushing and not really think about it. And also, it does like tick a little a little bit, which kind of feels good. So anyway, if you want to invest in something that has to do with your hygiene, I would absolutely recommend an electric toothbrush. And also, I think studies do show that they are better at cleaning and preventing cavities rather than your traditional toothbrush. Another thing that I would like to share with you all um, something that I bought and that I only really found out about pretty recently. It's called linen water. So I love the smell of newly washed clothes. Like when you get that cotton smell, it's fresh, it's clean. Who does not love that smell? But also you don't want to overwash your clothes, right? Like wear it once and wash it. Um, because it's, not great for the environment, it's not necessary, and you're most likely going to damage your clothes if you do that repeatedly over a long period of time. But I was like, okay, how can I get that fresh smell without having to wash my clothes all the time? And so I found out about something called linen water. And many of you might be like, duh, we've been using linen water for so many years, you're late to the game. I think I am late to the game, but I did not really know this existed. I think. I can't recall. Until recently, when I found this product, it's a linen water that smells like cotton, and I spray it on my clothes sometimes, and it makes my closet smell like a laundry room, and I love that smell so much, and I'm very happy I discovered linen water which has probably been around for forever but yeah so if you like the smell of newly washed clothes I would recommend that okay 
Now let's talk about the kitchen. And there's one thing in particular. So a few years ago, it's been quite a long time now, I completely stopped using um, Teflon. So Teflon pans and skillets because I did some research and I found out that um, Teflon isn't great for you if you, for example, scratch it and Teflon leaks into your food. It's not good from a health perspective. And so I wanted to find alternatives and I started using cast iron only. So I purchased my first cast iron pan um, a few years ago. Again, it's been a while now, but I've never looked back ever. Teflon is never again going to touch my home or my kitchen. And the food tastes so much better when you cook in a cast iron. And it's easier to clean. And it looks a lot better aesthetically. And it's fresh and it's natural. The only downside is that cast irons are a bit heavy. So when you are washing it and rinsing it, um, yeah, it's going to be a bit heavy. But yeah, if you have not joined the cast iron gang yet, what are you waiting for? Again, cast irons are a little bit more expensive than like a Teflon um, skillet that you can get at Ikea but these can last for generations and generations. A lot of people buy them secondhand. You can have them for like over a hundred years and they're still going to be good and sometimes even better than when you just got them. So yeah, if you haven't joined the cast iron gang yet, get your hands on one. All right, the next thing that I want to talk about is that is worth the investment is anything on your bed. So pillows, blankets, duvets, anything that is on your bed, I have found is worth paying a premium for. So I used to always buy the cheapest up for my bed, like from Ikea. Um, and then when I got my own apartment and I wanted to, you know, try out some new things and upgrade certain areas of my home, I looked into, okay, I need to find this word in English. You guys, my English is getting bad. I need to find some English-speaking friends. Uh, is it really called wire density? Like how tightly the cotton threads are sewn? Uh, thread count. Maybe it's thread count. Uh, I think it's thread count. I think you know what I mean. Anyway, I started learning about the thread count on um, uh, certain fabrics and duvets and sheets and stuff that you have on your bed and the thought and the higher the thread count uh, basically the more comfortable the bedding is going to be and so i invested in some more expensive sheets and they genuinely are a lot softer than the ones that you get from Ikea. I still rotate. I still have my ones from Ikea too. Like there's nothing wrong with them at all. They're cheap. They work. They're fine. But if you want to get that extra soft, luxurious feeling in your bed and you got some money to spend or some money to prioritize somewhere, obviously sleep is a pretty good alternative or option because we 
spend so much time sleeping and some of us spend a lot of time in bed anyway like sometimes i will still sit in my bed and edit and record my podcast and stuff like that i'm a bed person what can i say so yeah anything that has to do with your bed obviously a mattress i actually got a new mattress a while ago it was too thin so i returned it i'm gonna get a thicker one but it's one that is of better materials and better quality than the one that I have now, which I've had for a very, very long time. And as I also talk about in the video, I recently got some new pillows, also made of more sustainable, good materials, and they are made in Denmark, I think. So, you know, it's pretty close to where I am. And so, yeah, investing in your bed, whether that is the bed itself, or if it's just a topper, or if it's um, the sheets, the pillows, sleep is so important. You know, when I wake up and I have not gotten a good night's sleep, it can ruin my entire day. And then when my entire day is ruined, you know, I don't really get anything done. I fall behind. I'm in a bad mood. So whatever you can do to improve your sleep, obviously sometimes it goes further than just your bedding and your mattress, but sometimes that is what's what it's about sometimes you may not really know why you're not sleeping well until you try switching some things out perhaps your pillows or your cover or mattress and then you may notice that oh wait this was a thing that was bothering me this has been why i haven't been sleeping well and now i sleep great so if there's one thing to invest in obviously it is your sleep and now I want to go back to the kitchen situation again and quickly talk about knives. So I used to not care at all what knives I was using in the kitchen. But once you try knives that are better quality, it sort of becomes an addiction and you just cannot look back. So for me, actually, what happened was I was at a friend's and I was using their knives. And when I compared it to my knives, I was like, damn. This is a completely different experience. Just the cooking experience in general becomes heightened. It's so much more satisfying cutting through whatever it is that you're cutting through, vegetables, potatoes, carrots. And after that, I got my own set of knives. Nothing too premium or luxurious, but still an upgrade from what I was using previously. And my cooking experience instantly became better and better knives, believe it or not, are also, are also safer to cook with. So now I'm looking to get yet another set that is even better than the ones that I'm already using because again, it's just so satisfying and it's safer and it's something that once you try the better quality, it's pretty hard looking back. So if you're someone who spends a lot of time in the kitchen or if you're looking to do that you know maybe you want to invest in a couple of good knives and one thing that i want to say in general too is that when it comes to paying premium for something or splurging on something i don't necessarily think that you should go out and splurge when it's your first time buying such an item like Let's say you never cook ever and you're like, I want to start cooking. So I'm going to start with buying these very expensive knives. 
I don't think that's a good idea. I think that when you buy something for the first time or when you're just getting into it, generally speaking, not always, but generally speaking, I do think it's smarter to start with the cheaper alternative before you splurge on the more expensive alternative. And the reason for that is because basically you don't even really know if you're going to use it or if you're going to care. So if I was just getting into cooking, I would not go and buy expensive knives. I would just go and buy like two knives that are just regular knives from Ikea or whatever. And then if I was like, but I'm actually cooking a lot and I want to make this experience better and whatnot, then I would think about upgrading to better knives. In some cases, this would not apply. So let's say that you... Like, some things, you can just get good ones right away. Like, um, like running shoes. Right? Because you want to start off with the best running shoes that you are able to get at this very moment. Because you simply can't enjoy running if your shoes suck. And so that is going to be the reason why you're not enjoying running. Like if I were to start running and I have these cheap shoes that are not comfortable, not supportive, and they're painful, obviously I would immediately be like, I hate running, it's painful, it's uncomfortable, and that would ruin the experience for me. Whereas if I were to start off with a good pair of shoes, that would probably make me enjoy it more than if I were to start off with a bad pair of shoes. So that's why I say that it doesn't always apply. And the same thing goes with like creating YouTube videos. If that's something you're looking to do, I would not start off with the best of the best because you don't know yet. You don't know if it's going to be enjoyable. You don't know how things are going to go. You don't even know if you're going to be interested in this or not. So... Start off with something good, but it doesn't have to be great. Just to get a feel of things, to see how you're liking it, and then it can be worth the upgrade. So it's obviously up for you, up to you to decide in which areas of your life you want to invest right away and get the premium, and in which areas you want to get the cheaper option first, run with it for a while, see how you feel, and then potentially upgrade. So, for example, about a year ago, I started cooking a lot more stews, <clears throat> and I started making soups, and I think it was for Christmas last year, I was like, okay, I want to splurge on something. I've always wanted a Le Creuset saucepan. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice, guys, sorry, just bear with me. Um, so around Christmas last year, I was like, okay, I've had my eyes on this Le Creuset pan for like four years but I never felt like I was cooking enough and making enough stews and soups to get it and so I didn't but then when I was at this point where I was after having used a like regular pan for years I felt ready to splurge on it and so I would not have done that before I had ever even like made a stew that would feel like a waste and silly and I don't think that would have been a smart financial decision. Okay, 
Another thing, and I want to talk about this because I'm someone who has a pretty sensitive nose. I can smell things that other people cannot smell. And that's also why I'm very sensitive to perfumes and um, <clears throat> lotions with perfumes. Anything that is scented, it can be soaps, it can be shower gel, anything scented typically beauty products I'm very sensitive to and I can smell it from miles away if I'm wearing it or if someone else is wearing it. And here is what I'm going to say about this. In my opinion, again, everyone's, you know, noses are different, but in my opinion, it's better to not use perfume and not use cologne and instead focus on your uh, your shower (laughs) routine so that you smell clean straight out the shower rather than kind of skipping the steps in the shower and covering up with a perfume or a cologne. And so what is the investment here? The investment here is basically to invest in a good shower routine. So a good soap, a good quality perfume and conditioner, not something that is over-scented and overpowering, because that is either going to completely fade anyway, or it's just going to smell like too much. And I do think it's kind of like when you see someone, or not see someone, when you can smell someone who smells like too much perfume or cologne, I think you immediately assume that they're covering up they're covering up their scent instead of having a proper shower routine. And look, I need to backtrack here because I know that some people genuinely have issues with body odor and that must be very, very tough. But I don't think the solution necessarily is to overuse perfume or cologne. I think you know, if that is you, you need to go find the root cause um, of that problem rather than being overpowered with perfumes and colognes and other products that are over-scented. In fact, I think maybe, and this is just a wild guess, I have no idea, I think maybe that can make the problem even worse. So one thing, for example, for me, one thing that I found, which is actually pretty cheap and has like four ingredients, It's a deodorant which just changed my life. So um, for a very long time, I could not find a deodorant that I liked. I was trying so many different ones and I wanted to make sure the ingredients were, you know, clean. I didn't want it to smell too much. I didn't want it to be overpowering because again, I have a sensitive nose. I just wanted it to be fresh. And so I found one about two years ago. And I've been repurchasing it like four times or something since then. And so that could be something that may be standing in the way of you you smelling good. Maybe it's your deodorant um, that isn't working for you. Because sometimes the chemicals in a deodorant or like in a perfume just isn't working with the chemistry in your body. They just aren't, you know going well together. So that may be something just because a deodorant works on someone else 
or because a perfume smells good on someone else, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to do that for you. So, okay, I feel like I'm kind of all over the place. What I want to say is this. When it comes to investing in, you know, good products, which is what we're talking about today, I would say look over your shower routine and, you know, from head to toe, what you are using, the shampoo you're using, the conditioner you're using, the shower gel, and obviously a lot of people straight out the shower put on deodorant. So what do these steps look like for you? Invest in good products. Everybody wants to smell good and everybody likes when someone else smells good. And smelling good does not mean smelling overpowering. It could simply be just having a soft, fresh, clean scent. So that is absolutely something that I think is worth investing in, not just investing in as in spending money on, but investing in as in spending time looking over your routine and seeing where you may be able to make some changes, switch out some products, maybe some ingredients aren't working for you, and look that over. I really hope this last point uh, made sense. I feel like I was a bit all over the place, but hey, that's what happens when you're just free talking like I am doing right now. And this episode is getting way too long. Thank you all so much. Oh, maybe I should. I think I'm going to start adding some links to the products that I mention in the episodes. Uh, if you guys want that, let me know. If you want to see the products that I'm using, that I'm recommending, that they that have worked for me personally. If you want to see that, let me know. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcast. And I also found out that you can actually leave voice notes. And a few of you have done that. That was really cool. I had no idea there was such a thing. Apparently there is. All right. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.